Teaching Value and Healthcare Learning Network. Join us to hear leaders in the field share practical and tangible advice about how to teach and deliver high-value care. With national concerns about rising healthcare costs, as well as overuse and misuse of medical care, Cost of Care, in partnership with the ABIM Foundation, hosts an open forum to discuss ways to initiate, implement, and sustain feasible innovations in value at your institutions. I'm Fumiko Chino. I'm the Teaching Value and Learning, uh, learning Teaching Value and Health Care Learning Network Fellow, and I'll be moderating today's webinar. Thank you for joining us today, Anton Lohman. Hi, I'm uh, Anton Lohmann. I'm the Director of Physicians Billing Office at the Faculty Practice Group at UCLA Health in Los Angeles, California. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're, you know, talking today about how to improve the patient experience uh, with, with medical bills. And I was hoping you could uh, start uh, talk today with just trying to uh, review kind of the scope of the problem um, and why finding a solution um, for some for improving the, the patient experience in, involving billing is so important. Sure. Um, in uh, 2013, UCLA Health implemented an electronic health record. We use EPIC for EHR. And EPIC has a billing uh, component or a module. Uh, when we optimized the billing module, our uh, attention shifted toward customer service and our patient billing experience. Um, initially, um, our initiatives were driven by economics. We were receiving about 20 to 22,000 patient phone calls into our billing office um, asking about uh, healthcare uh, charges um, or filing some grievances about certain charges. And our initial intent was to uh, reduce the number of phone calls we were getting because that was very costly to our organization and we wanted to reduce costs. Um, unfortunately, at the time, we did not have the tools to understand what it, what it was that the patients were telling us. Uh, we had anecdotal stories of what those complaints or the feedback was, but uh, we needed some empirical data to understand what those were, phone calls were about so we can help reduce those phone calls. So in March of 2018, we implemented EPIC's um, Customer Relations Management Module uh, which is a reporting tool where we could document patient feedback and have some empirical data of what the patients were actually telling us, which then could be used to prioritize our initiatives um, and uh, help reduce those phone calls. So what I'm hearing from you is that there was a lot of uh, patients that were very confused by their bills and, I, so, and there was potentially a lack of cost transparency, which was causing um, some um, some concerns on their part and, and a lot of unexpected bills and it sounds like that was feeding back to you um, and it was creating kind of pressure on both sides from just both the provider and the patients. Absolutely. Um, the, the first reporting we received in April of 2018 from our uh, customer relations management tool uh, which gave us uh, insight into what the patients were telling us about it was an eye-opening experience and we realized that we could um, address the, um, uh, the economics of it, reducing the volumes of calls and reducing costs associated with management of our customer service, as well as improving the patient experience. And what we heard uh, and saw in our uh, reports, but the patients were telling us about a lack of transparency 
into their out-of-pocket expenses. That was one of our major issues. So we realized that there's a gap in educating our patients, and not only from healthcare providers' perspective, but also insurance carriers' perspective. So the patients simply didn't understand uh, what the charges were for and what their out-of-pocket expenses would be. There was complete lack of transparency. Absolutely. I like to think of it as kind of a data-free zone. And when we think about solutions to this, we really need to, number one, just find out what, what the main problems are and then eventually kind of find a solution that can work towards anticipating uh, future problems. So with that in mind, do you mind just giving us an overview of the Patient Billing Experience Task Force and what your goals were? Absolutely. So once we received our first reports, we um, categorized the different patient feedback and started prioritizing uh, opportunities that could be addressed um, throughout the revenue cycle in our organization. And not only uh, where there's patient interface in the front end when we collect co-pays or co-insurances, and in the back end where we send claims to their insurance carriers or bill patients, but we also realized that some of those opportunities uh, lied in uh, patient communication when they call to schedule an appointment or they come into the office to be checked in for a service and all the way into the patient uh, physician's exam room. We saw some opportunities there as well. So uh, once we prioritized that work, we formed a, um, uh, a committee that would review uh, patient feedback and understand the underlying cause of adverse patient experience, uh, which would then trigger phone calls into our customer service, and work with our partners throughout the revenue cycle, work with our physicians, our, our front-end revenue cycle folks, um, to address the, the root cause. Our goal was to reduce overall patient call volume by 25% over a six-month period, and the reporting and the tools that we used and the strategy we employed helped us reduce that even greater than 25%. That's fantastic. And I think you've really highlighted the fact that, you know, some of these unexpected costs, um, you know, from my own prior research, what we found is that um, it's not necessarily the cost itself, but that the fact that it was unexpected um, and unprepared for can really cause some downstream effects like what we've been um, trying to combat with the cost of care, you know, uh, poor adherence or decreased willingness to pay for care. Um, and one of the choosing wisely five questions to ask your doctor is actually how much will this cost? And there's there's a lot of barriers to actually um, providing accurate out-of-pocket uh, cost assessments on both sides. Um, so I, I really think that what, you're, what you've been doing is really fantastic and, and truly meeting an unmet need um, within healthcare. Um, I would even give an example of, of that. Uh, one of uh, our um, top patient uh, grievances we received in our customer service were related to uh, charges associated with evaluation and management of medical problems when they initially uh, scheduled an appointment for their annual physicals. Um, under the Affordable Care Act, uh, patients are guaranteed at least one annual physical uh, covered by their insurance carriers uh, per year. And when they schedule and come in for the annual physical and uh, discuss a symptoms or medical problems that are outside of the services provided within annual physicals, there is a charge to the patients, and the patient simply didn't know about this. And what we did uh, through our uh, committee efforts was uh, launch uh, a patient education campaign. 
scripts were developed for our schedulers when the patients call in to make appointments. Scripts were developed for um, our registration folks who check in patients for the service. And we also educated our physicians to have that conversation with the patients in the exam room uh, when they discuss uh, medical problems outside of what's covered under the ACA provisions. And that has significantly reduced patient dissatisfaction and, um, and has helped educate patients of what their out-of-pocket expenses would be. And they, they're able to make uh, informed decisions about their care based on what the, what the expenses would be. Absolutely. One, you know, when we think about shared decision-making, we think about we need more information to make good decisions um, for both providers and patients in terms of there's a lot of lack of transparency for, from both sides about ultimately what patients have to pay uh, for their care. Um, can you speak a little bit about how um, this task force was implemented, what staff or skills or material supports that was really needed um, uh, within your institution? Um, when we received the, uh, our first reports from uh, our EHR system, we realized that the, the root cause and the opportunities to improve patient experience and uh, reduce our costs um, were all over the organization. So uh, from the time the patient calls to make an appointment, to the clinic check-in, to the physician's exam room, to the billing office in the back end, as well as our customer service performance. So we needed representatives from um, uh, all of these areas in our organization. So um, uh, we reached out to our ambulatory operations, we reached out to our compliance office, our hospital patient experience, our own billing office, uh, some physician representation, and a very large part of this in addressing some of these issues are IT systems, opportunities to automate certain processes that can eliminate um, potential errors uh, that would also prompt patient calls into our customer service. So we also reached out to our IT services and um, uh, got some representatives on the committee. And the committee meets every other week, um, reviews uh, refreshed data from our uh, CRM or um, Customer Relations Manager module, um, and prioritizes opportunities and comes up with solutions and monitors those solutions until, until they're in place. Then we rerun and refresh those reports to make sure that the solutions we're implementing are um, actually having an, uh, an effect. Absolutely. You know, I think that when we think about some of these issues uh, with, uh, with bills and some frustrations, we really think of it decreasing uh, patient satisfaction, but I think also sometimes it decreases patient trust in the healthcare system. And, you know, in, in terms of the overarching mission, especially within UCLA it's to, and within healthcare in general, it's to develop that a good trusting relationship that, so that people can receive the very best healthcare uh, possible. I absolutely agree. Can you talk a little bit about what the benefits are for patients um, in terms of um, the, how, how the task force has rolled out the initiative um, and what you've seen um, for, for patients directly? Sure. Um, some of the initiatives included um, uh, redesigning our patient statements to make them more patient friendly, and that's helped reduce the number of calls we get into our customer service. In other cases, educating patients about their benefits has been extremely helpful. Um, we didn't stop at the CRM reporting. We also wanted to hear from patients directly in their own words about their experience with our billing um, and conducted a survey. We sent emails to our patients after 
um, they receive statements from us or call our customer service or use our online bill pay solutions um, and ask them to rate our service and also tell us in their own words what their experience was like. Um, we also ask those patients who have an adverse experience to, to uh, volunteer to give out their contact information. Um, I'm a consumer myself and I use uh, services, online services or travel services um, and sometimes I receive phone calls or emails asking me to fill out surveys. And um, no matter uh, whether I'm satisfied or dissatisfied with a service, I've never received a call back. And so we thought it would be a great idea to call the patients back for service recovery and apologize in some cases if we didn't uh, serve them um, at, at the optimal level. And um, I, I, just a few days ago, I received a call from a patient saying that she never expected anyone to call her. And when we did call her, she, she really changed her opinion about the service that UCLA provides. And, and those are, that, that's the level of service that we're committed to provide to our patients. We have come to realization that um, good patient experience and reducing healthcare costs are not mutually exclusive. They're, 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 they're both in one, and, and we can accomplish both by addressing the underlying cause that's, that's causing uh, both. Our, the high volume of calls into our customer service as well as the uh, adverse uh, experience that the patients have. Yeah, I think you nailed it on the head, which is um, if we start thinking about our patients and providers and the healthcare system all as being on the same team, that we can all work together to for the best outcomes. And it sounds like that is by by making some simple changes like you know apologizing for when we have made, you know potentially made a mistake, we're really engendering a lot more trust um, and a lot more um, potentially buy-in to that whole team dynamic, which is how healthcare is delivered now. Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit just about the next steps for you, how this program is being expanded or potentially some some new um, action items on your future, and then maybe how this can be replicated so we can improve patient billing at other institutions? Uh, of course. So we have uh, about 33 open projects as of today, uh, uh, major projects to continue improving patient experience. Um, our goal is to reduce our patient call volume by another 15% for the remainder of this fiscal year, which ends in June of 2019, um, and uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to implementing those projects. Uh, we have shared our experience with our peer organizations. Um, here uh, west of the Rockies, there is a conference of uh, EPIC users, academic and non-academic institutions, and we have presented uh, our success and our story uh, with our peer organizations there, and we've had lots of uh, interest from those organizations about this initiative. And we recently also presented this at uh, Wild Cornell um, in New York, uh, the East Coast uh, Conference of Epic Users, um, and we've gotten lots of interest from some organizations that are represented at that conference on um, on our initiatives. And so we're sharing our experience with our uh, uh, um uh, peer organizations, and we're hoping that uh, um, by learning from our experience, we, we can uh, improve the patient experience across the country. Fantastic. Um, are there any last thoughts you have in terms of, um, you know, rolling out this initiative at UCLA and kind of lessons learned or potentially mistakes that we could avoid in the future? 
Yeah, well, this is going to be a work in progress. And we, we don't see these initiatives uh, seizing anytime soon as new opportunities emerge. Um, you know, the, the, some of our challenges are constant changes in regulatory environment and um, constant changes in very complex uh, patient benefits and insurance uh, plans. And we need to continue working to adapt to the new environment. So we will continue working on this. This is a very high priority for us. Patient experience does matter to us. And reducing healthcare costs also is very important to us. Fantastic. Well, um, for the Learning Network, uh, thank you for joining us today. And a special thank you to Anton Lohman from UCLA Patient Billing Office. Uh, for more of Cost of Care Learning Network webinars, please visit costofcare.org backslash learning dash network. Listen to us on SoundCloud at Teaching Value or follow us on Twitter at Cost of Care. Thank you. Thank you very much.